United's bust and top four hopes Delta blow at West Ham? Have we seen the last of John Terry in the Premier League? Fortunes flip for the time league clubs as Sunderland move into pole position and no fooks given as the celebrations continue in Leicester. And Winston Reid has very small ears. <laughs> I'm done. I'm Peterson. And this is the side betting. Well, that was a random addition <laughs> to the opening monologue, but we are back for another episode of the Sign Editing. Hi, Dave. Hi, Pete. Hi. Um, if this is your first time joining us, hey, thanks for joining. <laughs> um, every, or we try every week. We didn't do it last week, but um, every week we do a question of the week on a theme or a topic that maybe has arisen after the most recent round of Premier League action put a little quirky spin on it. Um, And so this week's question of the week, um, Jamie Vardy has opened up his own footballing academy, Dave. That's good. (laughs) It's so random. (laughs) Like, talk talk about making, like, the most of a good situation. Yeah. Um, Using the publicity of Leicester's premiership push and opening the academy. I did read, though, that he's doing the academy um, to get more awareness of people trying to get into yes uh professional yeah yeah so So for for those listening that don't know vardy's academy is around giving non-league footballers a chance at maybe a professional career so obviously he has connections and different scouts maybe can can go to the academy watch some of these guys playing or or training yeah and then go oh okay maybe this guy's worth like you know a championship three level or something <laughs> and then get their break because you know everyone knows that the story this year four years ago Vardy was playing basically yeah. non-league football at, I think Halifax or yeah. somewhere random like that and um here he is now top of the he's giving back he's giving back soon he's going to start adopting little children uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> um but anyway it got me thinking um if you know a footballing personality had to open an academy or like um, like a school or a program, who would you throw up? There's only one person that comes to mind. Who's that? And that's Peter Drury. Peter Drury. <laughs> and it's going to be Peter Drury's Academy for Poetry and Commentary. Ah, yes. I love it. <laughs> that's <laughs> the perfect combination. Oh, he's, uh, I love listening to him. Have you seen him on Twitter? No. Uh, he just puts up all of these, like, poetry really? things. Really? I've yeah. never seen that he's on a, I'm pretty sure he's, like, a, a professional poet. Oh, okay. So that explains... Well, he's a professional commentator. <laughs> yeah. Well, that explains, like, the things he can come up yeah, with. Yeah, the wording. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I love that. That's a great <laughs> start to... The, I can't top that. <laughs> um, originally, I was going to go with Paul Skull's Academy for Media Training. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because everyone knows he barely says anything. <laughs> Uh, and then I thought, well, um, I thought Louis Van Hull's sex education course, <laughs> because it seems to be a recurring topic with Van Hull and it the, does. the reproductive organs. Uh, like last week, he was talking about um, Robert Hooth's hair pulling on Fellaini and said that's only acceptable in sex masochism in the bedroom. Yeah, I don't and even know what that is. <laughs> basically like rough or play in the I? bedroom. <laughs> 
And uh, you remember a few months ago, he was talking about how his plays need to be more horny. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's true. Yes. And, you know, he famously got his wedding tackle out in the Bane Muni change room once to show him all that he had the ball. Mm. So maybe you can imagine, like, Van Hal going to all the different schools, like just <laughs> doing sex education courses. <laughs> That'd be quite funny. I like it. It fits him. It does fit him. Anyway, moving on to the action, and it hasn't stopped. It's still going at the moment. It is. Um, But this morning, West Ham waved goodbye to the bowling ground. Yes. um, For their final game. And unfortunately, for your sake, United waved goodbye to top four chance. Almost. Almost. Mathematically still in with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to yeah, that. Yeah, hold on to that mathematical chance. Um, you watched the game? Yes, I did. Thoughts? Great match. Yeah, entertaining. Yeah, aside from you know United losing, um, yep. it was a great match, yeah. it's it's just shows why West Ham are where they are. Yeah, true. They've, they've had a fantastic season. I think they're on track for their best points tally yep. um, in the Premier League era. So I think they broke that already. So that that's great for them, but um, do you think United's top four chance is blown? I will put it this way: I think there's more chance of Leicester winning the Premiership <laughs> than United getting to the top four. Mm, okay. Oh wait, that happened. So yeah, it's pretty slim. Yeah, because I mean, City had that that draw with Arsenal over the weekend, and yeah. that basically, you know, City were probably holding their breath watching this game yeah. this morning. And it just seemed to go into place for them. So yeah. they'd have to, like, you know, See, monumentally it, crack the bed. Even if we won uh, this match yeah. against West Ham... You need City to lose, I believe. Yeah, we yeah. still needed them to lose. So it's still... It's in City's hands, yeah. no matter what happens to us. But we need to win no matter what. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was a, a massive blow for, for United, really, in the end, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But at least... It's, it's an awkward situation because mathematically we can still get into it, which means that's going to take a little bit of concentration away from the FA Cup. Yes. Um, we play... Although FA Cup's the following yeah, weekend, so I think. Yeah, so it's... I guess, yeah, we can concentrate on... Yeah. Concentrate on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, un- unfortunately, you know, West Ham might have still been in this top four calculation had they not you know, lost that game against Swansea on the weekend. Yeah. So, you know, while they, yeah, they won today, which is fantastic for them, they'll probably look back and go, oh, that was that was probably a really good chance that we let slip. So yeah. maybe that got lost in the emotion at West Ham, you know, sending off their, their ground. But, yeah. Well, um, a day like today, it's going to be pretty hard to beat West Ham. Yeah, when, <laughs> when they're on, they're, they're yeah. fantastic. But, um, yeah, the kickoff was delayed by an hour because... Some horrible scenes out front of the ground. The the United bus was um, attacked by West Ham. Well, I say fans, but you know, they're thugs. Yeah, <laughs> sex monikers. <laughs> uh, yeah, we saw scenes where the United players were basically forced to lay down in in the um, alleyway of, oh sorry, in the aisle of the bus as you know fans were throwing oh, really? bottles and bricks at the bus. But um, it didn't really seem to bother them too much because a, a lot of them were down on the ground recording. Recording it on their phone and <laughs> having a laugh. Have you seen Jesse Lingard's video? No, that, I haven't. Uh, he's basically pissing himself laughing and like just singing along like on the ground, <laughs> like trying to get some banter going. And they all seem to be like, like enjoying it, but maybe they're all putting on a 
Why? False sense of bravado. Do you know why? I don't know. Maybe they just thought it was really funny. It's, I mean, it's, it's something that you don't see very often mm. in the Premier League well, these I've, days. I've only, like, from what you said, because I haven't seen it, the footage of um, the bust up and that sort of thing. Yeah. But it just makes me think of um, the movie The Replacements, when the busload of The Replacements come in and everyone's, like, throwing eggs and yeah. rocks and stuff like that. It was like that, but they were throwing, yeah, bottles and, <laughs> and other stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, the, the game was delayed by about an hour, but it was just so that United still had the right amount of time to prepare yeah. before the game, so um, to give them the best possible chance, but unfortunately, yeah. wasn't to be. No. Um, but, yeah, West Ham have already come out and said that once they review all the footage, if they spot anyone that they, that they know, they're going to ban them for life. Yeah. So, you know, while they might have had fun at the time, in the long run, it... Probably not yeah. the best thing to do, is it? Fans are idiots sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. But um, as we mentioned, it was the final game at, at Upton Park or Bowling Ground. Of, well, I know, when I, when I was growing up, it was always Upton Park. Yeah. <laughs> it only feels like the last few years they've been calling it the Bowling Ground or whatever <laughs> it is. But anyway, they've been there for 112 years. And um, weird scenes after the game, like they had like a massive concert almost straight after the game. They had a band come out onto the pitch and... And play they had like interviews with past players and yeah and like I, video tributes yeah they and, were doing that before as well yeah yeah um, just i don't know i mean i get i guess the ground means a lot to yeah ground west means ham. players yeah. fans anywhere anyone who's involved in west ham it's going to be important to you yeah even um there was even scenes of slavin billich after the game like with tears yeah <laughs> rolling down his face but um yeah, it just shows that maybe how much it means to, to everyone. But yeah, um, I did enjoy watching the little highlights video they had up. So um, it was to the tune of um, Frank Sinatra's My Way. I did uh. My Way. <laughs> it was um, pretty cool. But yeah, a lot of fans, like, you know, just hung around the stadium, you know, basically until they got kicked out. They just didn't want to leave. And, you yeah. know, a lot of emotion for a lot of the fans. And um, also a lot of fans trying to get as many mementos as they could. <laughs> uh, saw a lot of fans kicking seats, trying to take seats, and basically anything they could take that wasn't concreted into the yeah. ground. I'm pretty sure the, con- the seats are bolted into yeah, the ground. Yeah, well, <laughs> scenes of like guys like like forcefully kicking chairs just so they could take them home. And um, I saw a guy, like he had a sign that he, I don't know how he ripped off the wall, it looked like it was screwed on, and it was like, um, you know, please keep off the pitch or something like yeah. that so um, yeah random but if you were to try and take a memento what would you take i'd probably try and take a bit of the the, um, the pitch the pitch yeah because yeah. yeah. I, I remember when um arsenal left highbury and they went to the emirates um, because they ended up knocking down highbury to build apartments which is what they're going to do yeah at upton park yeah. um they ended up like selling the turf and oh, making really? a lot of money off it really? yeah, yeah. It's actually big, big business. I watched um, completely off topic. Um, I love those um, like mega documentaries on Discovery Channel. Yeah, I think there was one on like um, not mega factories, but something similar to that. But they were knocking down the New York Yankees Stadium in New York because they had built like a massive one yeah. right next door, and like the process just takes months. But the most important part was they like removed the turf. And we're cutting it up into certain sections and like selling that turf. And apparently, the sale of the turf covered like the cost of 
the whole oh, stadium really? being demolished. Yeah, because it's worth that much. Jeez. And especially like, you know, important parts like the home plate, for instance, of a baseball yeah. pitch of a place like the yeah, New York Yankees. That, yeah, that was worth like an absolute mint. So you can imagine, you know, you've got a massive baseball field, how much money that would generate. Yeah. So, Jeez, so yeah. Americans love their baseball. <clears throat> oh, abs- absolutely. So, um, yeah, maybe if, you know, something happened like that, yeah, maybe I'd die. Do you know where the penalty spot is from when we first got into that World Cup? And they dug it up? Yes, they did dug it up. Um, is it still around? I think they put it in one of the Australian sports museums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they did. I remember thinking how weird yeah, that, that was. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. if you want. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, that was their last game there. Next season they will be playing out of their brand spanking new, well, sort of new, the Olympic Stadium. That was built for the Olympics back in 2012. Then... They tore down half of it and reconfigured it for the football, <laughs> which seems a bit of a waste, really. But, you know, build a brand new stadium, use it for the Olympics, yep. then take everything out <laughs> and reconfigure it for the football. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it seems weird. Anyway, that's, that's where um, West Ham will be playing out of next season. Because yeah. so. when I was watching the match, they, did, they were showing the... Um... The new ground? Uh, no, not the new oh. game. All the, the buildings that are already there, like the oh, apartments, yeah. and there's yeah. people just watching the football from there. Yeah, there was a great photo of two guys in their apartment, like almost looking right over the ground. Yeah. So It'd but, be interesting to see their view, if it's going to be good enough that you just watch them every week. Well, it, it sort of looked like they had like three quarters of the pitch that they could see. Yeah. And obviously, uh, like the, the picture also showed they had the TV mm. like in there, so they can... You know, you still get that audio and... Yeah. Yeah, a bit strange, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on to um, other things. Um, now, we were going to talk about this last week, but I lost my voice while we recorded last <laughs> week. Um, basically, the Premier League TV rights deal for us Aussies. So, apologies if you're listening to this from overseas. Um, but, yeah, if you're Australian, as you would have known... The Premier League TV rights were bought by Optus for the next, I think it's the next four or five seasons, along with the World Cup as well. <sighs> what does that so... mean for SBS, though? Okay, well, what that means for SBS is that SBS will be showing one game on free-to-air TV around. So, you know, while there's 10 games a week, one of those is going to be on SBS every weekend. Okay. So this. There's going to be one game. Is it going to be delayed, though? No, live. Because okay. the A-League is delayed, isn't it, on ESPS? Like half an hour or something? Uh, Friday nights, it's live, but during the finals, it was delayed. Ah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, basically, Optus yeah, released all their official plans last week. Yeah. And the bad news for a lot of people is if you're not an Optus customer, you're screwed. <laughs> I think it's... I think I read it's going to cost... It's on like a, um, you have to sign on a 24-month plan. Yes. And it's like 2,000-something. Yeah, you basically months. need to either have a mobile phone plan or um, an internet plan yeah. with Optus to get access to the Premier League. And depending, I think the, the quota is about, I know with the mobile phone plans, it's $85, yeah. Premier League included. If your mobile phone plan is $40 a month, it's an extra $15 a month just for the Premier League. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, a lot of people do have an Optus product where, you know, the 
only difference is you've got to pay an extra $15 a month for the Premier League. But there's a lot of people that don't have yeah. an Optus product, I'm, and this is where it just seems to fall down. I was with um, Optus, yeah. and then I just never get coverage. Or if I yeah. did, it drop out. Yeah. So I went to Telstra. <laughs> yeah, well, um, fair enough. So, yeah, now it's... Um, it's just I have to sign up or yeah. something. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But um, like, do you think that Australian Premier League fans are almost being held to ransom? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's terrorism. <laughs> well, I mean, all the football. <laughs> when when Optus got the rights for the Premier League, I think it was back in January when this got announced. Like, it was a complete out of the blue thing. I don't even think Foxtel really saw it coming. Yeah. Because apparently Optus like bid four times as much as what Foxtel was doing. Yeah. So hence how Optus got the rights. And you, you know, right from the get go, everyone was thinking, well, if they're paying this much money for the rights, yeah. they're obviously going to be using it in a way that they're going to make a lot of money off it. Yeah. And that's basically what they're doing. Basically railroading people into having to buy their products. And yep. there is, if you do have Foxtel, there is a new Manchester United channel. Yes. Manchester City channel. Uh, the the three new channels are Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. Okay, yeah. So each one of those channels will be um, specific for, yeah, um, the Chelsea TV, Liverpool TV, Man United TV. Yeah. And then addition to that, they'll also have rights to, I think it's Tottenham, Man City, and Arsenal's channels. And yeah. what they'll do is they'll just show random programs from those channels across you know they've got like 47 sports yeah. channels now so a bit like now how the football sort of jumps around a bit on the different channels yeah um and one of them is a 24-hour football channel well so yeah I, I think well at the moment i think their fox sports 4 channel it's basically their football channel yeah um then obviously late at night when all the premier league games are on they sort of divided across different channels yeah um but also since the announcement that optus had the rights. Foxtel have obviously worked very hard to keep hold of the football-loving supporters. They're, they're adding uh, three being sports channels that come part of the sports package, yeah. I think, this weekend. Okay. Um, so in the past, um, people have had to pay extra for that. Yeah. Um, people like myself. <laughs> originally, it was Satanta. Yeah, I, I used to have it years ago when yeah. it was Satanta. I got it for... Terrible quality. <laughs> yeah, it was... Back in 2012, I bought it Satanta because the Euros were on Satanta. Yeah. So I bought it and ended up keeping it for the whole football season because I think from... I, I, I quite enjoyed German League. Yeah. So they had the German League, which was great. And then because Chelsea got knocked out of the Champions League, they were playing Europa. Yeah. The only channel showing Europa was Satanta. So yeah. luckily I already had it. But then, yeah, that got bought. Satanta got bought out by Bean. And I've had Bean all year because... It was basically the only way to see Champions League. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, on top of that, they're showing the Euros. They show the American League, which I quite enjoy watching as well. Yeah. Um, I can't stand... This sound, might sound a bit racist, <laughs> but I can't stand an American commentator. Oh, yeah. It just doesn't feel natural to uh, me. i tell you what. Like, I quite enjoy Major League Soccer yeah. because there is such a similarity to what we have here, but... They do it a lot better in the US. Yeah, like it's, you're referring to the A League. Yeah, 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 it's it's marketed towards an American sporting public. Yeah, um, which I think here they try and not do as much. I think here they try and model it like, oh, this is like this is football. This is the World Game. This yeah. is um, like 
they're trying to put like an English spin on it because yeah. you know that's generally the market here is a Premier League market. Yeah. Um, but where in the US they market it like a major US sport, which you know I quite enjoy. It's you know colourful. It's got a lot of different things going for it. Yeah. Um, doesn't take itself too serious. While it is, it's yeah. a professional league. Uh, but anyway, going off topic. <laughs> and they can sign big names too. Yes, yes. There's a lot of money so, behind it. So yeah. a lot of similarities as well is that, you know, s- soccer over there isn't the biggest sport. Like no. they're competing, you know, with three, four, five other different like types of sports and leagues. And same thing here. Like soc- soccer is competing against, you know, now they've got the big bash cricket in summer. And, yeah. you know, that takes a lot of eyeballs and a lot of different stuff. So... Um, so yeah, we've seen yeah Foxtel basically throw all their money at all the football they can get, except for the Premier League. Yeah, as almost like a, a sign of goodwill to try and keep customers because um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to drop off Foxtel. Yeah, um, uh, the new channels that they got though for yes. the Premier League. Yeah, they will be delayed though. Yes, they that's will. The catch. Yeah, that that's the catch. So I mean, look for most of the year. A lot of the games are on at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so this is where people need to think about it. Like, there's there's people that record the games and then watch it later. There's people like myself who have to watch every game live because we're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, most of the time, like, yeah, most people would record the game because, yeah, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and then you watch it back later. So in this case... Um, like like yourself, Man United. Well, you know you're going to have access still to all the Man United games. It yeah, I think the delay is like twelve hours or something like that. Yeah. So depends if you can hold out for that. Yeah. Because um, most of the time, I'll especially if they're midweek and san- Sunday night games. Yes. Um, I they're will, very hard. Yeah, I'll record and then watch when I get home from work. Um, but the Saturday night games. I'll just spend all day watching football. Yeah. I can watch two or three games just first in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's if I've got the time. I Usually I kind of make time. Yeah. Um, but I've got to make the lawn sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, when, when this news got released last week, I think it was last Wednesday or Thursday, um, I put up a poll on the Side Netting Pod Twitter account, basically asking with Optus having the rights... Will you buy the Optus product? Yeah. Now, we had 46 votes, which was amazing. Thanks for the 46 people that voted. <laughs> Thank you so much. I have, I know I voted and Dave voted. That was it. Um, but basically, the results was 85% of the people said no. Yeah. So that's a bit of a, maybe a bit of a reality check for Optus as well. Yeah. Because the, di- the difference is, okay, so you've got football fans that want to watch the Premier League. Yep. They can either watch it on a 12-hour delay yeah, or they can watch it live, but it's going to cost them um, like $600 a year. And have to watch it on a computer or yeah. or sort of stream it from their phone onto the TV. Or if you've got a smart TV, I think there might be an Optus App? thing for that. Okay. Uh, but even You'd still... you surely think they'd have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... <sighs> people don't bleed money. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't, I don't see how a lot of people can just go... Like, if you already have a plan with yep. them, and it's like 40 bucks a month, you could maybe, like, not have Netflix anymore and get this and yeah. trade yeah. something for it. But, yeah, I'm not going to pay $600 a year yeah. to watch a Premier League if I can watch it. When you can still watch it anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But also, um, well, what was I going to say? Currently, Foxtel the last few years have had their season pass, is what, what they call it. So for people that don't want to buy Foxtel, they've still been able to access the Premier League by buying an online like Foxtel Premier League pass. Yeah. Which, you know, I think it's close to 100 bucks for the whole season, but you get access to every single game live on your computer or tablet, whatever yeah. it is you choose to watch. It just seems strange that Optus haven't opted for something like this. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, charge a bit more for it if you want, 200 bucks, whatever. But at least there's that option where you're not locked into having to buy a phone contract, buy yeah. internet contract. Okay, here's the service. Yes, it's a little bit more. Okay, well, bang, there it is. Now you have it. Yeah. Um, it, it seems to me like maybe Optus haven't really thought about this through too much. Yeah. I think their main goal was let's get the rights. Yep. Then step two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, we actually got it. Now, yeah. how do we do this? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's obviously purely a business thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to. It'd be really interesting to see if because yeah, Optus have had just massive backlash since the details really came out last week. Yeah. So just maybe they fine tune the plans or they have different options. This season pass thing that they could have done yeah like what foxtel has had yeah uh, because yeah it would have given people at least a choice yeah whereas here they they don't really have a choice now i'm lucky that you know my mobile phone's always been with optus and when i heard about this back in january i thought well i'm not going to renew my plan like yeah. i let it run out um wait and see what it is that they have and take it from there so but the question is for you though are you going to then get this Optus thing and have Foxtel? Or are you well, going to get rid of Foxtel to afford the new Well, uh, this Well, my original, original thinking was, okay, well, if Optus are going to have the rights for the Premier League, I will get that and I will get rid of Foxtel. Yeah. But then I realised, well, I, c I could buy a Bean Sport online pass. Yeah. Like, I've currently had the pass where I can watch Bean Sport online and it's also streamed on my Foxtel. Yeah. Whereas I was just thinking, well, I'll just have the online pass for, for both and at least I can watch Champions League, Euros, whatever. Yeah. Because as far as A-League goes, I go to Melbourne Victory Games. Yeah. So usually if I'm not at the game, like all the games in Melbourne, I'm usually there. Yeah. Um, games interstate, I don't tend to watch a lot because they're usually on Saturday night, Friday night. I might be out. Yeah. It's quite hard to, to get that time. But, um, yeah, now that they've sort of come out and added Chelsea TV, added yeah. being sports, uh, there just seems to be a massive footballing content yeah. now. Um, it does, I'm sort of reevaluating what I'm going to do. I think Foxtel would have crunched the numbers yeah. on how many people follow, like, big four type teams. Yeah. And they've gone, okay, we'll choose these teams. Yeah. Because they're going to be the most popular. Exactly. You can't win them all, but you'll at least win most of them. Because yeah. I would say most of them would go for a big four team. Well, um, if they've got, they've got six teams exclusive rights to their TV channels. So we mentioned, yeah, that basically the, the big four, uh, United, City, Arsenal, Chelsea, um, Tottenham, Liverpool, so that's what six teams. So, I mean, every week, you know, that that covers like six games out of the ten. Yeah. So even if you go for a Stoke, for instance, chances are your team is playing one of those six teams. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe not every week, but most of the time you're going to be up against one of those teams. Yeah. So you're going to actually have access. Yeah. 
to like these games. Yes, on a twelve hour delay. Yeah. Just set the IQ button, record Tottenham TV for that time. Bang. Okay, I can watch now Stoke versus Tottenham. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that part as well, and then also one game on SBS a week. Yeah. For free. Silver lining though to having the games delayed is that, for example, um, the United game today that was yep. delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you're always going to have it recorded properly. Yeah, true. Yeah, it, it takes that that um, fluctuation out. That, yeah, that risk. That um... so so for people that are going to get this Optus thing. Is it going to be a box that runs through the internet, or is it going to be a TV antenna similar to Foxtel? Um, well, I think if you buy the Optus and you stream it on the TV, that Optus have a thing called Fetch TV, yeah, which is sort of like their poor man's version of Foxtel, yeah, which they've had for quite a long time. Um, it's it's usually a thing with IINet, I think, as yeah. well. Okay, Fetch TV, I, I think, from memory, and it's just basically just you know, it's a couple channels. Um, similar to like what Foxtel have, it, it might be like an entertainment channel, a sport channel, yeah. uh, just a couple things. So that they're going to have access to the Premier League through this Fetch TV. So that's one option. You can buy this little, if you're an Optus customer, you can buy this little Fetch TV box. Yeah. Um, or yeah. All the other thing is, yeah, you stream it on your device or computer. Yeah. Or hopefully, from the sounds of it, yeah, they're going to have a, a an app like a smart TV yeah. app. So then you can still access all the stuff on your smart and TV. the other thing as well, if uh, if I'm with Optus, yep. um, I'd probably have to get the internet or whatever through Optus as well. I would expect that any download data for this Premier League wouldn't come off Appar- your yes, data. That, that is apparently the, the case, um, even with the phone. If you're streaming... Oh, really? Yeah, if okay. you're streaming the Premier League on your phone because it's part of your phone plan... Yeah. Um, it doesn't count towards your data. Okay, that's quite good for like you that go on a train and stuff like that. Yeah, and watch the games. Well, so. I mean, yeah, that's that's one benefit. Like, yeah, yeah, if I'm streaming a game on on the train, yes, I'm not suddenly wasting two gigabytes. Yeah, or you know, waiting to get to a cafe to get the the free Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's an option. But um, yeah, to round it up, will you be getting Optus? No. Okay. And I'm at the moment. I'm a yes. So there we go. So did you vote yes on section twenty-four? <laughs> I, d- I did <laughs> <laughs> on the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. Moving on to um, the cleverly award section of the show. So again, if this is your first time listening, um, cleverly award is our homage to um, cult hero of the podcast, Tom Cleverly, formerly of Manchester United, now of Everton's Parish. Um, <laughs> it's just basically our award for something weird or wacky that we see during the week and we just named it after him because he's probably behind Pele and Maradona, the, the greatest player. <laughs> uh, did you see anything this week? No. No, you didn't. Uh, I'm gonna I gotta like look out for it. Yeah. Unless I like, happen to see something okay. randomly. Yeah. You had something last week. I was very impressed. Yeah. Anyway. What do you have? <laughs> uh, now, I was watching Sunderland Chelsea live the other n- night. and Not delayed 12 hours. <laughs> not delayed by 12 hours and not streaming on a device. Um, Diego Costa, not Diego Costa, sorry. Um, Nemanja Matic scored the second goal for Chelsea and celebrated with the players. Now, Diego Costa ran up to Matic and was very pumped up that Chelsea had just taken the lead. He celebrated by choking Nemanja Matic. He had both hands around his neck. What? And it was like... 
choking him. And Matic sort of had this look at his face like, I really don't know what I'm going to do here. Like, Imagine he missed. <laughs> it was really weird, like, because a lot of the players are sort of like hugging him and jumping around him, whereas Costa was just like choking him and <laughs> staring at him like intently, like, yes! <laughs> It was just, I don't know. A bit, what a weirdo. A bit bizarre. Yeah, a bit weird. He's been watching too much Jason Statham in Mean Machine. Uh, maybe it's a bit of, um, maybe he's been to Louis Van Hal's school of yeah. sex masochism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, fantasy football time. Fantasy. We are nearly at the end of the Premier League season, which means nearly the end yes. of a gruelling fantasy campaign. Um Match week 37, which was a bit of an interesting game week. We're still going at the yeah, moment. we've got three games left. We have three games left. So, um, currently player of the week is Juan Mutter with 16 points, which really isn't a great total considering it's from two games. Yeah. But it basically was, it's a goal and an assist yeah. from both games and bonus points in both games. So, yeah. um, not too bad for Juan. But I was impressed with um, Sean Davis from Southampton. Um, he only played the one game, and he got 15 points. He was the double goal scorer for um, Southampton okay. in their 2-1 win away at Spurs. So There's a few two, two goal scorers this week. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple. as well, Martial. Yeah, I was lucky. Mar- Martial was my captain this week. Yeah. Um, Good choice. I was a bit stunned when I got home Saturday night, and I saw that well, you told me, you messaged me while I was still out at the football, saying, yeah. hey, Martial's not playing. <laughs> I was like, damn, I made him captain yeah. and I burned a trade. But... Well, because with me, I, I think I messaged as well. I, I had Sturridge, Milner and Martial. Yeah. And all their first game, none of them played. Yeah, yeah. So still got Liverpool to play. Um, mm. And I had a look up on it because I was worried. And apparently Milner and Sturridge are going to be starting. Yeah. I, tomorrow. Because so. Liverpool at the moment are still... Like, they made the Europa League final. So that's basically all they're playing for now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, gonna, um, yeah, seeing as Liverpool have had two games this match week, it's interesting to see whether a lot of their first-team players play tomorrow morning yeah. against Chelsea. Have to wait and see. Yep. <laughs> I was actually surprised, though, to read that um, Sturridge might be starting. Because yeah. Because Benteke had a great game. He had an okay game, but Sturridge, Sturridge played the last game in the Europa League as well, yeah. dominated. And yeah, he played in the um, Premier League game before that where you brought him in and um, got some good points off him for his goal. Yeah. Um, so how did you do this week? Um, I think currently I have, I think it's about 55 points. Yep. But I made three transfers, so Bye-bye. I only had one free transfer. And how come you did that? Because... I You're wanted, not going to lose. Yeah, league. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to make the most of the double game week. Yeah. So I basically took out Cunaguero and yeah. brought in Martial, thinking, well, two games for Martial. Yeah. Um, against Norwich and West Ham, I thought, well, he'll probably dominate Norwich, but <laughs> as it was, he didn't play. Yeah. Um, but luckily for me, he got two goals this morning, so um, he was my captain choice, and I brought in Hazard for Otzel. Same reason, Hazard has two games this week. Yeah, um, he's also injured, I believe. Or yeah, I think like he's seventy-five percent. Yeah, I think back. he's going to miss the rest of the season now. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I also brought in um, Creswell from West Ham in my defence. I can't. Rem- I think I brought him in for Gail Clichy. Okay, um, yeah. I bought Gail Cliche in about a month ago, and he has not played a single Premier League game. Oh, really? Yeah, he's only played the Champions League games. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, same thing. I thought, well. 
a lot of people thought West Ham v Swansea on the weekend. Yeah. Plus they had United. Uh, well, real good chance for at least a clean sheet against Swansea. Yeah. Didn't turn out to be the case, but. Are you in any other leagues? I'm in two other leagues okay. that I'm not doing very well in. Oh, really? Um, one league I am in, I'm currently 16th, and I came second in that league. Oh, really? Not by much. I, I just narrowly missed out on first, and that was with travelling in Europe for six weeks while the season was on. So yeah. um, I was spewing. I was trying so hard to win that league last season. <laughs> it was, like, super competitive. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the guys in that league, actually, I think he won the ESPN um, Premier League competition about six or seven years ago. Oh, really? He's the one that runs it all, yeah. Mm. So, um, so he could have had it. Sorry? He could have had it rigged. Uh, maybe, but um, yeah, Alan, <laughs> if you're listening, howdy. We always are. He's a big Chelsea fan. We always chat to each other over Twitter whenever Chelsea games are on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what about you? How, how did you fare this, this round? Not bad. Yeah. I'm You're still not f- finished. Yes. So I'm hoping that Milner and Sturridge play. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I still have them left. But, yeah, I'm currently sitting at 52. I did make an extra transfer, so yep. I'm going to have minus four. Yep. Um, but like I said, uh, last week I was I made trades to accommodate this week. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I put... Andy Carroll in, I put, oh, I had Pyatt anyway. Yeah. Um, but I also put Martial and Smalling in. Yeah. Pyatt killed it this morning. Two assists, I believe, yeah. in the game. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he didn't score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've not done too badly. Yeah. Um, Ballerin only got one point. And you finally had a keeper, score points. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used, I, I thought... Because I'm trying to catch it, because I'm now only 50 points or so behind Rush. Yeah. And I was at least 100 or so (laughs) a few weeks ago. Um, But yeah, I'm hoping, yeah, Sturridge starts tomorrow, Milner starts tomorrow. So I'll get it, pick up a few more points. Mm. Uh, But I also, yeah, had Martial, he scored two. So, because when Martial wasn't playing, um, I was thinking if he doesn't. Who was your vice captain? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, Martial wasn't your captain. No, um, so Andy Carroll was my captain. Uh, um, which I actually thought, uh, when you told me your trade, I said that was a great idea because I was thinking of doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, in the end, I went for Martial over um, Carroll. Yeah. Just basically because he's a more consistent goal scorer. But yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to put Andy... I was te- very tempted to make an extra trade and bring in Andy Carroll, but... Yeah. Luckily, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, was, I got six points out of him, so yeah. um, that wasn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, Sanchez is my vice captain. Yeah, um, they're playing Villa next week. I was so. about to say Arsenal play Villa next yeah. week. So <laughs> in their last game of the season at home, Villa are, are done. Yeah, um, yeah. If I, I would be captaining <laughs> Sanchez yeah. next week. Yeah. So I've in fact already captained yeah. him. Um, the only thing I don't know is. I've got a free trade, so I'm going to make a trade. I'm thinking about taking out Mares Next week. For next week. I would take out Milner or Sturridge because I doubt they will play next week. Okay. With that Europa League final coming up, yeah. Um, I, Klopp will play the under-18s next week. Okay. And he's basically been doing that the last few games of the Europa League. But with the Europa League final, yeah. there is no chance in hell he's risking Daniel Sturridge, who's okay. as flaky as anything <laughs> on yeah. the best of days. Yeah. And Milner's 
that reliable for them. Like, I think he's just going to put that whole squad in cotton wool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I was um, actually on the toilet today. Hey. I was looking at my team, and I'm like, I'm going to make a trade. Didn't do it. Yeah. I'm like, nah, stuff it. Also. Didn't do it. <laughs> you were talking about possibly getting rid of Mares. Now, Leicester travel to Chelsea next week. Mm. Chelsea season's done. I told you last week we're gonna, Chelsea was going to lose to Sunderland, which they did. Yeah. Um, Mares absolutely tortured Chelsea the last time they played each other this season. He was man of the match. He scored a goal. He set up another one or two in that yeah. one game. So and they play with no fear. I, I would not get rid of Mares. Okay. Yeah. Because my other thinking is behind it is I'm trying to do my best to catch up as much as I can to Rush. Yeah. And... I can't do that by having the same players as her. Yeah. So I was thinking about putting in Arnautovic. I I would stick clear of Stoke only because their season's done. Yeah. Stoke's on the Stoke's been on the beach for a, a good two three weeks. Yeah. Because I was considering putting in which IU brother is it? Uh, uh, uh not Jordan. Andre. Andre. I was thinking of putting Andre IU in. Yeah. Uh, but they're playing City. Yeah. So. And City, it's still technically trying to sew up top four. Yeah, exactly right. Um, So the thing I've been trying to do of the last month and a half or so... You know what? A curveball. Put in um, Kazri from Sunderland, the midfielder. Um, Really impressive. Takes all their set pieces. Um, He scored an absolute goal of the season contender on the weekend for, for Sunderland. Um, he's been pretty good since he's come into Sunderland's side during the January transfer. Okay. Um, he's a differential player, so not a lot of people will have him. Yep. But he's a proven point getter in fantasy. So okay. there, there is something different for for you and other managers to think about because Sunderland is still fighting for survival. Yeah. Um, they do have Everton in the morning, which if they win that, they're safe. Yeah. But then they can just throw caution to the wind against Watford and. We've seen Wofford. Wofford can't keep a clean sheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's another option for you to think about. Interesting. Yeah. Because I don't have any Wofford players. Because, yeah, the main thing I'm trying to do is, with all my trades for like the month month and a half or so, is to make sure I'm not playing my players against each other. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind having more than one player from a team as long as they're not playing anyone else. Ah, I got what I you mean, mean, you can't do it Which is a bit hard, time, yeah. But... Um, yeah, but especially knowing there's only a couple of games left, I can tricky. Pretty much do what I want. But <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, but um, looking ahead to the next game week, um, as always, we look at the top five trades in and out. Yes. Um, at the moment, now the top five transfers in at time of writing the rundown for the show <laughs> was um, Tadic from Southampton, um, Sanchez from Arsenal, uh, Defoe. Vardy Giroud. Now, Giroud looks like an, a weird one because he got his first goal on the weekend. He hasn't, I think he'd hardly scored a goal this calendar year so far. Yeah. Um, but then I realised, well, Arsenal are playing Aston Villa next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Welbeck's out injured now, so Giroud's going to be playing no matter what. So yeah. I sort of get where that's coming from. Same with Sanchez. Sanchez has been on fire in fantasy-wise on fire for the last few months, so... Yeah. And yeah, Tadic is a very good performer for Southampton. Um, top five transfers out were basically all players that are either injured or suspended. Yeah. Um, Otzel, Deli Ali, which was strange because Ali's already missed 
two games anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe a bit of people, a bit late trading him out of their team. Um, Robert Huth. Um, Sigurdsson, who is injured now, so he won't be playing the rest of the season. And Martial. Yeah. Which I think the Martial one was a bit of a panic trade for a lot of people doing early trades, thinking... Well, he he's didn't out. play on the weekend. Yeah. He's not going to play this weekend, yeah. but you that's know. the trap I was falling into. That's why you I ne- kind of still do it, but I'm a little bit more educated now. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I never trade like until basically game day. Yeah, let alone while the current game weeks on, which is a bit stupid. But um, yeah, some interesting stats there. So one final game week to go. So you said you got a fifty point deficit to make. Yep, that's not out of the question. I've no. seen Russia's side. Yeah, she only got. 25 points? I had a look. Half her team are basically not playing at yeah. the moment. So. Like, the advantage I have catching her is she doesn't care. Yes. <laughs> so, and do you know if she's used that triple captain yet? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think she used it quite a while ago. Yeah, so. ah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, heading into this last round, I currently have a 101-point lead in yep. our league at the moment. So, so yeah. I'm already doing the, the wave, <laughs> doing the lap of honour at the moment. Yeah. So... Uh, I might do something just really random for this last week. Just oh, I put Hazard in yeah. for this last round. I thought, yeah, why not put put the Hazard back into the side? So yeah, um, yeah, she's got Sigurdsson still in. Who's out? Yeah, yeah, out injured. Drink uh, water's out suspended for the season. Uh, Williams fifty percent chance. Yeah, uh, Deeney. I don't think he's going to get many points this week. Yeah. How do you think Tottenham will go against Newcastle? Well, Tottenham are still. Possibly trying to... Well, basically the only thing Tottenham can fight for is finishing above Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a major thing for them because they haven't done it like since the 80s, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's a big carrot for them. But at the same time, they're missing they're missing Deli Alley, who is suspended. They're missing Dembele, who is suspended. So those two players make a massive difference. And we saw that on the weekend when they played Southampton, how much they missed those two players because... Yeah. Ali's the link man between um, Kane and that midfield, and Dembele does all the heavy lifting work yeah. in that midfield. So, yeah, and on the same hand, like depending how the results go tomorrow morning, that could be this could be Newcastle's last chance to stay up. Yeah. So there's a lot on the line in that game, quite um, possibly. Because normally, seeing out the the season, it's always nice to wonder who's going to win the league. Yeah. Because it's already won. There's yeah. still, like, quite a few teams fighting for something. Yeah, it's, there's a couple. Because you got, well, you got United, who are trying to stay, trying to get above City, and you got City, who are yeah. trying to stay above United. Um, because that means Champions League. Yeah, I, so I, I sort of big. think top four is done now. Yeah? Yeah, I can't really see City losing on the weekend. Yeah. If if City were playing um, Newcastle or Sunderland, maybe it's a different story because yeah. they're both still fighting to try. Yeah. And stay you don't want to be playing a relegation in... battler. Yeah. This weekend, but I, I, you know, also yeah, looking at that bottom three, Sunderland play Everton tomorrow morning, and yeah, Everton are just a toilet of a team at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's sugarcoating it. So, in that sense. Um, I think Sunderland pretty much killed this relegation battle tomorrow morning. And so that's done. Top four's done. Champion's done. Yep. Basically, the only thing is who finishes fifth for Europa League. And it'll be a battle of who wants Europa League football and who really doesn't want Europa League football. But yeah. um, anyway, 
Let's wait and see what happens. <laughs> Still a few things. But moving on to things... Um, no podcast would be complete without talking about Leicester. <laughs> uh, we're still in awe about what they've actually done this season. And they had their coronation moment on the weekend. They finally got the silverware on the weekend. Um, great scenes. Andrea Pacelli serenading the crowd before the game. Is he blind? He is blind. I didn't know yes. he was blind. That, that's why uh, Ranieri was holding his Let jacket him for him the whole team. Yeah, yeah. and let him out. So um, great scenes. Like, man, Leicester. Leicester's winning their first top flight trophy. They yeah. really know how to celebrate a trophy. Yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> I saw um, Schmeichel took the little crown off. Yeah. Put it around his head. <laughs> good, good touch there. But yeah, just amazing scenes at, um, at the King Power Stadium. Um, yeah, Bocelli serenading the crowd. Um, what I really liked at the start is because all the fans were still seeing, Ranieri was telling the crowd to be quiet. You could see him. He was like, no. He was like, waving his oh, hands yeah. up like telling them to like be <laughs> quiet yeah. Uh, which yeah probably good good thing to do so yeah. um, you can't see Ranieri waving his yeah. hands <laughs> um, but yeah yeah it was basically this game was basically 90 minutes of a party Vardy party oh. Jamie Vardy doing his thing you know and Everton did? came to you know came to the cause too they were there to party as well yes they were letting goals in <laughs> why not why not <laughs> um, I did see though I have to call it like it is. Vardy dived again. He did take a little bit of a dive. He, he didn't. He got away with it this time. Yeah, he did. But it's why? Because <laughs> you see him, like you see the front view, and he kind of he jumps into the player with his legs. I'm like, man, you just got back from a suspension yeah, of a dive. Right. It's, and you're starting this new academy now. You don't yeah. want to be teaching that sort of thing. But maybe it's a bit of karma for Vardy because he should have had a hat trick. Yes, and he missed that. He penalty. did miss that penalty. Way above. <laughs> yeah, I think that ball is still travelling. So yeah. um, it probably needs postage stamps because it's travelled a few yeah. different postcodes. Um, it's just going to orbit. Yeah. Now um, it was really enjoyable watching the trophy celebration. All the players get their medals. Um, and yeah, when you actually saw Morgan and Ranieri lift the trophy, it was like, wow, they actually did it. Yeah. <laughs> like they actually have Morgan, the trophy. Morgan almost lifted Ranieri with the trophy. He really did. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was great scenes. And um, the, the, the scenes continued after the match because there was great footage of Ranieri doing his post-match press conference, um, which every manager does after the game, sitting behind the table answering questions. And... Um, Fuchs ran in with a bottle of champagne and just absolutely soaked Ranieri oh, really? and a lot of <laughs> other press people there. So uh, having a, a bit of fun, a champagne yeah. shower. So <laughs> Ranieri looked a little bit annoyed, but... Uh, you can't, like... No. Yeah, yeah. I'd be annoyed at... It's, you're trying to do a conference, but, yeah. you know, in the spirit of things. I think, yeah, he probably yeah. looked back and go, well, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's like the NFL Gatorade. Yeah, basically, yeah, it was, it was sort of like that, but it was a, a champagne shower. But, um, yeah, <laughs> since Leicester clinched... Red, there was no red food? <laughs> no red food. <laughs> uh, since Leicester clinched the league last... Well, since Hazard clinched the league for Leicester last week, uh, apparently Leicester's local hospital has been inundated with drunken injuries. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, and they actually put out um, a tweet and a message out to the community saying that, look, if your injuries are alcohol-related, um, call a different sort of medical service yeah. to determine how serious it is because their emergency rooms apparently have just been overflowing with people coming in with alcohol-related <laughs> injuries from just 
partying too hard. Were, there, were any of them the Leicester players? <laughs> Possibly. Because <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Well, that's what makes their win over Everton even more, well, even more degrading for Everton is these players have practically been on a three-day bender yeah. before this game, and they still managed to uh, to wipe the floor with Everton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just crazy. But, um, yeah, Everton, Everton was so bad in this game. Like, Martinez just surely, he must be looking over his shoulder just waiting for the axe to fall. Yeah. Maybe once the last games are done this, this weekend, you'll get the chop, I reckon. I would think so. Yeah. It's, he's got no reason to stay. Yeah. Really. Well, Everton have gone backwards this season with, yeah. you know, possibly the best squad they've had in, in years. So Especially, like, a good example of that is, um, it's, is it John Stones or Joe Stones? John Stones. John Stones. He was a wanted man. Yeah. Now he, he no was one. a forty million valued defender. Yeah. And now no one wants him. <laughs> most of the time now struggles to get into that eleven. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, a really good day for Richie Delat, the sort of utility player at Leicester. Um, he moved from Middlesbrough to Leicester during the January transfer window. So on the same day, he won a medal because Middlesbrough clinched promotion to the Premier League. Now he didn't win the champ. They didn't win the championship, but they still get a medal for going up. Yeah. So he qualified for a medal from Middlesbrough, and on the same day he got a Premier League winners' medal from Leicester because he'd featured. That is right. Yes. More than five games, so, and and scored a vital goal against Aston Villa, I think, in their three-two win a couple of months ago. So yeah. great day for Richie Delat, and he yeah. put up a great photo um, after the game where he was just sitting there with a bottle of champagne and both medals. <laughs> <laughs> So amazing scenes for for that guy. Yeah, not not too bad. I did see somewhere. Um, I can't remember who it was, um, but it's one of the Leicester players that were on loan. Yeah, um, was in a car accident. Yes, Paul Konchesky. Yes, that's um, him. Yeah, it's a horrible day for Paul Konchesky. I think yeah. he's been. I think he's been playing at maybe QPR in the yes. championship. Queens Park Rangers. Uh, yes. Yeah, um, horrible. I mean, I'm, I've never been the biggest Paul Konchesky. Yeah. Fan, but yeah, um, not good to see anyone no. in a serious car accident. So um, hopefully he's back mm. to his best. Because yeah, he was at Leicester last season, I remember. Yeah. Um, I think he was with them as well when they were still in the championship in that one season. So who who was the Manchester United player? I I feel like it was Ronaldo that crashed their Porsche or their Lamborghini or something on the way to training. And then just got a lift to training with like Ferdinand or something. It could be Ronaldo, maybe. Maybe um, Nani, maybe. No, I have a feeling it was Ronaldo. Okay. Well, that's funny. He just crashes his car and like just just training. Yeah. (laughs) It's still in the pole. (laughs) I've been there when I came back. Uh, Oh yeah. uh, One last thing I wanted to touch on. Um, Is it me? (laughs) (laughs) Things like oh, that's that sex masochism coming out again, Dave. Um, Leicester City's pitches all season like the ground staff at Leicester do an amazing job with the designs on the pitch um, they I did, did a, notice something this week they did another amazing job they, they had diamonds cut into the pitch yeah. with stars in the middle of that it's just how do they do that I have no idea apparently it's the way they cut the lawn because really? you know how like every football pitch around the country has like the horizontal stripes, which makes it a bit yeah. easier for Offside. linesmen yeah. to yeah. That's basically done the way they cut the grass. Like okay. they they basically 
cut it on one angle and then cut the other side on a different angle. So that's how you get that light and dark shade. I would, this sounds boring, but I would love to see a documentary I would, on what they do to that pitch. Well, here's the thing, like, pre, uh, the FA sort of had a whole bunch of mundane awards. Like, about a month ago, they gave out all these mundane awards. Now, they gave Best Ground Staff Award. Yeah. Have a guess who, who won that award. I wouldn't know their name. <laughs> or club. club. Leicester? No, Aston Villa. Oh, really? I reckon that's because the ground staff there don't actually have to do that much because, <laughs> let's be honest, Villa haven't been tearing it up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just seems like bizarre. Like, Leicester just come out with these amazing, every televised game, they do something really special yeah. for the pitches. So. Because I know who I would vote for the worst. It would probably be Everton. Sometimes they just have, like, outrageously cross-hatched stuff oh. like, it's, it looks confusing yeah i think um clubs like norwich do it as well oh yes I'm like, oh, yes just, they do it's so ugly yeah and then when it's like a really sunny day sometimes the sun bounces off yeah it. like get blinded yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's basically for, for leicester at, at the moment um yeah they've still got one more game left against chelsea so apparently they can still technically finish the season with the second highest winning margin. Yeah, because they're 10 points ahead at the moment, aren't they? Uh, good question. Uh, yeah, it'd be close, actually, yeah, because... Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they've got 10 points. So, depending on results going... Because um, I remember when United won the league with 11 points, Buffer. That was yeah, huge. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they could possibly win with the 13-point yeah. Buffer. I feel like Tottenham have given up a little bit i think yeah since i think since i had that i think it was a draw against west brom just before the chelsea game yeah they they dropped points on the, the weekend i think that was when they sort of realized that it might have been a bridge too far but yeah um yeah looking at the relegation battle just quickly at the moment sunderland in that safe position they are on 35 points with a game in hand newcastle with 34 points and Norwich with 31. Now, Norwich have a game in hand, but let's be honest, I think Norwich are, Norwich are done. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we mentioned before, Sunderland had that massive come-from-behind win against Chelsea, which was huge for them. Their second half was unbelievable. They basically just threw the kitchen sink at Chelsea and it paid off. So um, big goals from, yeah, Kazri, Barini, and then Jermaine Defoe getting his 15th goal of the season. Um so pivotal in Sunderland staying up. Yeah. Um, he's, he's one of your key players now, isn't he? Uh, in my fantasy team, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he is. Um, he just seems to come up big. And he did the same thing last season when he came in for Sunderland, just scored pivotal goals to help keep them up. So Yeah. Um, but the big, one of the big talking points to come out of this game was John Terry got red-carded. And because he's already been red-carded this season, he cops an extra match ban. So he cops a two-game ban. Which means, potentially, we have seen the last of John Terry in a Chelsea shirt. Forever? Forever, yes. Oh, he hasn't renewed a contract. At, at the he? moment, he has not received a new contract from Chelsea. Okay. Um, so, this might sound silly, but if their contract ends, that means they're unemployed? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Do you think he'll, he'll sign that? Well, at, at this point, in his age, it'll be a season by season contract if he's playing well i mean he has been speaking quite openly about this 
basically since January when the club came out and said that they're not giving him a new deal. Yeah. He has been coming out and saying he wants to stay. He feels he's got a few more years left in his body. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a few other managers have said, you know, he's a great player. So there's maybe a possibility he could be at another club. But, you know, could you picture John Terry playing at a different club? I mean, it, this... Short, short answer, no. Yeah. But then... When Van Persie joined United, I was like, man, that is weird. Seeing him in that United kit, like, I'm just... Yeah, that's weird. It'd be weird if he does. And and sometimes, like, players don't really... They can't sort of come to terms when the career is over. Yeah. Uh, Like, we saw, for for instance, Rio Ferdinand in his last year at QPR was an absolute shadow. Here's the worst thing about QPR. (laughs) I think even he has come out and said, you know, in hindsight, he probably shouldn't have played that season because, yeah, yeah he was injured, he was out of form, he yeah. played with a horrible QPR side. Um, and it's yeah, like, It's not like he needs the money, though. He's no. got a clothing line and stuff like that. I mean, could you imagine someone like Paul Scholes or Ryan Giggs playing with another side? Nah. No. Well, there's yeah. big questions over Ryan Giggs at the moment as well. Oh, and imagine management sense yeah. where he stays. I hope he doesn't, because I just don't want... Because what happens when someone takes over is they take over, they don't do well, they get hated. Yeah. I would hate for United fans to hate a legend. Yeah. Because he's not doing well as a manager. Yeah. So, um, if he can go away, manage a club and come back, maybe... I mean, Roy Keane didn't do very well. Um, no, he has not. So, and Solskjaer didn't do very well. At no, no, he did not. You know, just because you can play doesn't mean you can manage. True. <laughs> uh, sometimes the best players don't make the best managers, but maybe that's an option for John Terry. Maybe, um, apparently he has spoken a few times already with Antonio Conte yep. about his playing future, but still nothing has been resolved. Yep. So. Well, you look at Schwarzer. He's just won two titles in a row. Yeah, true, but without playing a single minute. <laughs> yeah, but he's been in that background position. He's still on the on the books as a player. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe it's just a way to stay employed as well. Yeah. Stay at the club. But, I mean, you want to see the top players go out, you know, as they are not sort of fizzle out. Yeah. You know, yeah, like I mentioned, like, you don't, you know, as... Even though Frank Lampard had a fairly decent season at Man City last season, yeah. it just felt weird watching him in a Man City shirt for one season. Yeah. You know, seeing, you know, John Terry is Chelsea's all time leading, you know, the, he's the Premier League's best captain, like on record. Yeah. Um, he's won every single trophy there is. He's their games record holder. Um, he's an absolute legend at that club. Yeah. I mean, I know generally. Football fans don't like him <laughs> for a lot of reasons. And I, I can understand that. Yeah. You know, he's a very polarising figure. Uh, personally, I love him because he plays for my football club. <laughs> he loves my football club. Um, and the, the love is mutual there between the Chelsea fans and their captain. But, yeah, to see their captain, you know, play for another side. Yeah. I mean, and he's not going to be going to a major club. He'd be going with, you know, probably a lesser club. You know, do you really want to see someone like that struggle with a lesser team? And yeah, um, it reminds, yeah. It reminds me of when um, Schmeichel went to City. Yes, and I, it was either Gary Neville or um, Roy Keane that were just 
didn't want anything to yeah, do with him. Yeah. I, saw, I remember footage of In them the going tunnel. down the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. You don't like it when that happens. No, 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 you don't. But um, yeah, it will be... Each, obviously, yeah, there'll be developments on, on that. But if that is the last we've seen of John Terry, it's, you know, been one hell of a career for the Chelsea skipper. So, yep. um, yeah, let's watch this space. Newcastle um, failed to beat Villa. Man, this... This is the worst Aston Villa side that I can remember. <laughs> yeah. This is actually this is one of the worst Premier League sides I can remember. Yeah. But Derby actually were probably worse from memory. Um, Newcastle have not beaten Villa this season in their two games. Newcastle are the only team that have failed to beat them in a fixture. So if they go down, they can sort of look back. You know, they were in the in the driver's seat on the weekend because they were in that. Uh, was it seventeenth position? All they had to do was beat Aston Villa. Yeah, Aston Villa, I think, registered one shot for the whole game. Um, Newcastle just looks so like oh, lacks a daisy. They just look so like they just knew it was going to happen. There was no yeah. urgency in that game. They they're, s- they're almost accepting that they're going to go down. To, to me, it looked like a bunch of players that didn't really care, that they mm. know, well, if Newcastle go down, oh, I'm not going to stay around, I'm going to yeah. leave. That, that, that's sort of what I got from watching yeah. that performance. Yeah. And it was so bizarre. Like, when it comes down to a relegation battle, you need to do everything in your power. You cannot be relying on other teams to do your favour. Yeah. And now they're relying on Everton to beat their closest rivals. Yeah. <laughs> and it's strange, because Newcastle are trying to stay up. And Aston Villa, no matter what, are going down. Yeah. You'd think that's a situation where you can't lose. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you mentioned in the show last week when we talked about predictions, you said, oh, Aston Villa, you know, we're going down, we're taking you with us. That was the theme from the fans. <laughs> like, the fans were getting stuck into, new, like, Aston Villa fans were, like, goading Newcastle yeah. that they were going to be joining them in the championship. Like, they had banners up saying, oh, <laughs> tears on the Tyne Weir and stuff like yeah. that and sob on Tyne side and... Like, they were taking joy out of the fact that Newcastle were going to get relegated. Yeah. Basically because they've come to terms with their own relegation back in October, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a bit, bit of a, a strange thing. But, yeah, they took, like, a sadistic joy out of watching another <laughs> team suffer like, like they have, haven't they? But, um, yeah, as far as relegation, basically all of it, by the time this show comes out, all the answers could be... Yeah. Done with the Sunderland Everton result. So, so, so just on that, the top four and the relegation. I, I think they're both pretty much set. I think they're now. set. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Sunderland just seem to have a lot of. Mo- the the keys to staying up is scoring goals. Now Newcastle cannot score goals, especially away from home. Yeah. Norwich can't score to save themselves. Yeah. Um, when their striker is Cameron Jerome, who can, you know, who has like one goal for the whole season. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're really, you know, scratching <laughs> to to stay up. But yeah, at least with Sunderland, you know, Sunderland can score two, three goals if they need to in a game. Yeah, and they basically got two chance, two games to win. They only need to win one of their two to yeah. stay up. So, yeah, I think I think they do it. If Newcastle go down, do you think Townsend will? No, he will not stay. Okay. Yeah. No. I think him, Shelby. I think the other player they got, Mbemba, all those players that came in in January yeah. would have relegation clauses, 100% for sure. Like, Mitrovic, was he, has he been there <coughs> longer than that? 
Mitrovic has been there all season, yeah. but personally, Mitrovic isn't a Premier League striker. Yeah. Um, he hasn't really been that good. He yeah. he probably would be better in the championship, but, yeah. you know. Because he had a good short run not long ago. Yeah, well. Yeah, I haven't heard anything since. <laughs> no, exactly. He had that little spare, and that, that was about it. But um, anyway, looking at um, Liverpool. Liverpool last week clinched a Europa League final spot. Which was, you know, massive for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, even ma- well, been much better for the Premier League in that um, the Champions League now has this thing called a it's called a points coefficient. So it's basically how they work out how many Champions League spots each league gets. So Spain gets like four spots, Italy gets three, Germany gets four, and it basically works out on um, how your teams perform in Europe. Yeah. So, for instance, this season, um, the Premier League would have got more points than Italy because Manchester City made the semi-finals of the Champions League, whereas Juventus only made a quarter-final. Yeah. Um, the reason Spain does so well um, getting Champions League spots is that they always seem to have teams in the semi-finals or finals of the Champions League. Um, that and they have won, I think, probably... They've, they've won the last two Europa League finals as well with Sevilla. Yeah. So this the Spanish club seemed to accrue quite a lot of points yeah. for the Champions League. So it's... On one hand, while we might not be Liverpool fans, we sort of need Liverpool to win the Europa League, which means they get to play in the Champions League. So it boosts England's chances of keeping four spots yeah. for the next Champions League. Okay. Yeah. So next Champions League, it's it's still fine. It is as it is. Yeah. England will get four point four spots. Sounds overcomplicated. It is really complicated, <laughs> but it's sort of the system they have in sort of dividing up, you know, which countries get as many spots yeah. as the other. So, um, so yeah, Italy is sort of closing that gap on um, England at the moment with those those four spots. So um, next season, if Liverpool are in the Champions League. That'll be five clubs in the Champions League. That's a greater chance yeah. of getting points. Yeah. So okay. um, something to keep an eye out on. But, um, yeah, we talked about Liverpool. Basically, their Premier League season is done. They are fighting for this Europa League final. Um, how big do you think that would be for Liverpool? Not only winning the Europa League, but more importantly, getting Champions League football for next season. It's huge because I think I said few weeks ago on the podcast that so I think that next year Liverpool will be a threat yep um, because Klopp will now have pre-season mm-hmm. training with him so he can drill whatever tactics he wants into him yeah um, you'll have a full pre-season yeah yeah and having more than one game a week is going to keep them fit keep them and money yeah money, more money as well yeah we know what you know, and we also know what Champions League football can do to a club. It's that extra incentive to get bigger players. Yeah. Um, you get bigger players at your club because you get to play in the best best league. And we've seen Klopp almost reinvent Liverpool or regenerate Liverpool, yeah. I should say, this since he's come in. Yeah. The it's yeah, the him just coming in the player morale is just yeah. up there. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, the having more games a week will keep them fresh yeah can rotate players more yeah i just think it's there's no bad yeah thing for them <laughs> yeah exactly but so yeah it's a i mean it shows that if um 
if English clubs take the Europa League seriously, like that's a path into the Champions League. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's an option. Say West Ham end up getting fifth at the end of the season. Okay, well, use the Europa League to ensure that you get into the Champions League if you if you find it hard to finish top four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I don't know. Seems a lot of teams don't tend to take the Europa League as seriously as maybe they should. Um, what is that? I think it's sort of looked down on as like sort of the bastard stepson of <laughs> European football. Yeah. Uh, that's basically what it, what it comes down to. But, um, yeah, Klopp's smart. Like, you know, Liverpool didn't have European football this season um, except for the, the Europa yeah. League. So he sort of, Klopp used it as a tool to say, well, look, this is a European competition. Let's give it a good go. Yeah. And, yeah, they're one game away from getting Champions League football. So As is United getting FA Cup. <laughs> well, yeah, you get Europa League football, don't you? Yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's a very good point. Um, do you reckon they'll win FA Cup? Well, they're playing Crystal Palace, so yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon they do. But you, FA Cup is sometimes thro- throws up a curveball. Yeah, we saw Hull City nearly beat Arsenal a couple of seasons <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, of course. Um, Wigan famously beating Man City in injury time. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so you never know. Cup for everyone. Yep, cutthroat cup football. So. Do you reckon that's because it's finals? Like there's grand final, it's not like a... A league game? A, yeah. There's not, a lot I'm, on the line. I much prefer... That's one of the reasons why I'm not really into the A-League, is because it's it's a grand final. Um, yeah. I'm not... I get what you mean. Yeah, I, I much prefer a, a league. A traditional. Yeah. Yeah, first past the post. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if you're 20 points behind... Third, or well, if you're third, twenty points behind second, yeah. you can still win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Come finals. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, looking at sort of a bit of a snapshot ahead of next season, um, the championship season finished on the weekend, and Burnley won the championship, which means they have automatic promotion to the Premier uh, Premier League next season. Yep. So they have bounced straight back up. So yep. Sean Dyche has done a tremendous job. He basically kept. The team that they had in the Premier League together, yeah, uh, they lost one or two players, uh, but yeah, went down, sort of strengthened where they had to. They brought in Joey Barton, <laughs> oh really, in midfield, really? and he was absolutely pivotal for them this season. Um, Don't tell me it's going to be a five thousand five thousand dollar shot <laughs> winning the Premier League. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you got me thinking there. So so yeah, we're, Burnley will be back in the Premier League next season, and Saturday night. Um, I got home and watched. I managed to catch the end of Middlesbrough versus um, uh, who were they playing? Brighton, um, Brighton and Hove Albion, and that game was basically the winner made it through to the Premier League. So it was it was billed as the 170 million pound game. Yeah. Um, in the end, it finished a draw, but um, Middlesbrough were second on the ladder, so uh, Middlesbrough gained automatic promotion back to the Premier League. So. Um, been a long time since Middlesbrough got relegated from the Premier League from memory. Probably about so, seven years or so, I think. How does that work then? What do you mean, Dave? <laughs> so three teams drop out of the Premier League. Yes. So but yeah, two teams come up. No, well, two get automatic promotion from the Premier League. Now, what they do in the Championship is they have playoffs for that last. Oh, okay. Spot. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. I so didn't there's. Know that. 
two semi-finals. So basically third place sixth, fourth place fifth in two semi-finals. Okay. So the games are Brighton will play Sheffield Wednesday. Yep. So that's third v sixth. And Hull will be playing Derby. So the winner of those games then play off at Wembley in a big final to see who makes it through the Premier League. Interesting. That's yeah. cool. So like yeah, these, these semi-finals are played home and away. Yeah, at the club's oh, okay. grounds. So does that mean uh, what's the word for? So yeah, the the highest placed team will have the return leg at home. So instance, this weekend Brighton will be playing Sheffield Wednesday, and then in the return leg, the game between Brighton and Sheffield Wednesday would be at Brighton because Brighton finished higher up in the so table. So does that mean oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, the away goals. Uh, yeah, I think away goals come into it. Yeah. yeah. What is that? That's why you have, it's like the Champions League when you have like quarterfinals, semifinals. Yeah. Like away goals come into it. What's the, what is that? I don't know. Uh, it's the... Away goal differential? I don't know. Oh man, that's going to annoy me. Aggregate. Aggregate, that's right. <laughs> there we go. Today's word of the day. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, that's, they're the teams fighting for that last... Okay. Um, Premier League spot. Any hopes of a certain team coming in? Uh, I, I want Brighton to come in because I want someone new to come into the Premier League and I like the name of the team. Yeah, Brighton or Sheffield Wednesday. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Wednesday back in the, the Premier League. Okay. Um, yeah. Are any of them, aside from Burnley, Claret and Blue? No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of Claret and Blue. Well, we will only have two Claret and Blue teams yes. next season. West so you lose one, you gain one. Yeah. So anyway, that, that was something to look out for. But um, let's finish off the show with our traditional look at the fixtures coming ahead. Shall we start off with the three games we've got left of this round? Yes, yes. So um, Norwich host Watford tomorrow morning. That could be anyone. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'll go with Norwich just to make things interesting. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. <clears throat> um, Liverpool-Chelsea, I think this will be a draw. Liverpool sort of putting the queue in the rack with Europa League. Chelsea <laughs> queue in the rack? Yeah, Chelsea's basically done. Who are you, done. Peter Drury? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a draw. But the main one, tomorrow, Sunderland-Everton. I think Sunderland, Sunderland yeah. yeah. Everton have enough. They were, they were the um, traditional guard. For Leicester. Yes, the guard so of honour. Their job's done. <laughs> well, we'll see Chelsea do the same thing for Leicester this weekend. Oh, is that right? That's for the whole rest of the season. Interesting. Yes. That's what will happen. while you learn. <laughs> um, so, yeah, looking ahead to the final round, all the games kicking off at the same time yep. as traditional. So uh, I'm going to be picturing-picturing United and City game because right. you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, Watford-Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah, Sunderland. Um, Everton-Norwich. It depends what happens with Norwich's game. At the at this current position, I will go Norwich. Oh, I'll go with, I don't know, a draw. I'm sure Everton will find some way to stuff it up. So, yeah. um, Stoke-West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. Um, Swansea-Manchester City. What does your head <sighs> say? Because I know your heart says a city loss, yeah. but what does your head say? <laughs> My head says City will win. Okay. Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, Newcastle, Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah. Um, Chelsea, Leicester. I think Leicester. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, Aston Villa. Let's not bother. <laughs> United, Bournemouth. I think Man United win this. Yes. Yeah. We have to. <clears throat> Just 
just in case City lose, we have to. True. Do you know how many people in um, the crowd for the Man City game and for the Manchester United game are going to have little radios going? Yeah, well, these days everyone just looks on the phone because you have minute by minute. So Um, Southampton, Crystal Palace. I think Southampton because Crystal Palace will just be looking ahead to the FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And then West Bromwich Albion versus Liverpool. Liverpool. I'll go with West Brom because yeah, Liverpool will play the play the under fourteens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically in that game, so that's what we've got left for the season. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, but yeah, basically all the answers will be available tomorrow morning. Once Sunderland plays Everton. That is the last piece of the puzzle. We say tomorrow morning, but the podcast might not go up. No. (laughs) (laughs) Until a little bit later. By the time you're listening to this, that result would have happened. Yeah, it would have happened. (laughs) So Um, I'm sure Dubs will just, like, edit those so we say exactly what's going to happen. So we sound (laughs) really smart. Let's list off who we think we're going (laughs) to (laughs) win. I think Sunderland... Everton <laughs> had a good win by one goal, two <laughs> goals, team name here. three goals. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> good sidebar reference. Good sidebar reference. I think that's a good way to finish the show. Yes, I think so too. If you guys want to contact us, yes. you can do that through the Twitter, which is at sidenet underscore pod yes do it uh you can also go to facebook just search the side netting yep get involved um, and you can go to the website which is sidenettingpod.com that is all your side netting essentials right there kids I'm not gonna bother. now remember if you are listening to this amazing podcast on itunes give us a review preferably five stars <laughs> help us out a lot but um yeah thanks well, as we head into the penultimate weekend of the Premier League... You have a calendar that has word of the day. <laughs> Aggregate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us once again, guys. Um, it's been a pleasure having you. And we will talk to you next week. Sayonara. Bye.